Amen. We see a lot of advertisements on TV, on social media. Um, now, the minute you start talking about something, you go to Facebook and there's an ad for it. So one of the tools that companies often use to get you to become a customer is to present you with a free gift. So let's say that one day you're online or watching television and you see an ad for something that you really need, something that could change or even save your life. And then you see that the company was offering it for free. You know, we love free stuff. So uh, the, the reason they're able to offer it for free is because some millionaire philanthropist said, Hey, I'll pay all the fees for the production, the distribution, the shipping. I'll pay all of the costs so that whoever wants it can have it. So we hear the commercial. We believe in this philanthropist guy because we know he has the money to pay for it. And also the company offering it is an established and credible organization. So we're like, hey, sign me up. And then the ad goes on to say that the free gift comes with everything you need to enjoy it. So the gift is free, but you have to do a few things to enjoy it. It's free, but you have to go go to the door or to the mailbox to receive it. The gift is free, but you have to unwrap it. You have to put it together. And then in order for you to enjoy this life changing gift, although it's free, you still have to maintain it. Salvation is a free gift. Someone has already paid the price for you to receive a gift that is going to change to save your life. It's totally free. You do not have to work for it. All you have to do is believe in the one who offers it and in the one who paid the price for you to be saved. If you believe that Jesus died for your sins, if you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, if you believe that he rose from the dead, all you have to do to receive the free gift of salvation is believe and you will be saved. So tonight I want to take a minute to talk about salvation. Salvation is deliverance from the penalty of sin, deliverance from death and the wrath of God. Salvation is deliverance from the power of sin. And one day we will all be free from the very presence of sin. But here's the thing. We can't talk about being saved without talking about what we need to be saved from. We need to be saved from sin. So what is sin? The concept and the terminology of sin may be complex to some, but I'm going to try to explain it as efficiently as I can. When we think of sin, we think of sex, murder, cussing, sex, lying, homosexuality, adultery, drug use. We think of sinners as child molesters, rapists, fornicators, adulterers, gang members, people who don't go to church, people who go to clubs, people who drink, the LGBTQ plus community, young people. Everyone is a sinner except the saints. But we are all sinners. We all need forgiveness. We all need to be cleansed of our sin. When we sin, we have either chosen to not 
do something God has said to do or to do something he said not to do. Not just the Bible, but his voice. Now that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, it's not just about living according to the Bible. We also have to live day to day according to the leading of his Holy Spirit. Sin is a failure to do what is right. Not just towards God, but toward others. Sin is rebellion against God's will and plan for our lives and his creation. Why do I need Jesus to save me from sin? Because sin has power. Sin is in this, this flesh that we live in and in this flesh, in me, nothing good dwells. The sinful nature that is in me is powerful. Sin is lawlessness. It has no regard for the law. It is uncontrolled by the law. The law could not control the sin of man. This is why we must be careful when we choose to sin because it will eventually gain control over us. We'll eventually lose control over the sin that we choose to dabble in, the sin that we choose to engage in. Eventually, it will rule over us. Sin is not seeking partnership with us. It wants to make us its slave. Why? Do I need to be saved from sin? Because sin is costly. There are consequences for sin. There is a penalty for sin. Romans 6 and 23 says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Sin results in death, but God gives the free gift of eternal life. Eternal life is not just something we receive when we believe. It is also something that we attain. And I know we don't want to hear that, but we attain attain eternal life through a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Salvation is a gift, but I've got some work to do. I've got to live by faith and in obedience. And that's how I fully enjoy God's free gift of eternal life. The cost, the penalty, the wages of sin is death. But get this, it's not just physical death. All kinds of things die when we're in sin. Our relationships die. Our identity dies. Death creeps into our purpose. We lose our freedom, our focus, our vision, all because we give place to sin in our life. Truth is, sin feels good for a moment. And if you disagree, you ain't done no good sinning. But my disobedience always leads to some form of destruction. Sin is a thief. It steals the blessings of God from us, our peace, our joy, our purpose, our time. And it robs us of our relationship with God. Why? Because when we're in sin, like our parents, Adam and Eve, we run and hide from God. And consequently, we run from everything that comes with having a relationship with him. We need to be saved because God is holy. And because he is holy, he cannot tolerate our sin. He made us to be like him. He didn't create us to be evil, to be rebellious, to be disobedient, hateful, and full of pride. And his response to our sin is his wrath. But because he loves us so much and he created us to be in relationship with him in order for him to be both just and the justifier, he sent Jesus to redeem 
redeem us, to save us, to make us right with him. He released his wrath for us upon his own son so that we could be forgiven for our sins. We need salvation. All we have to do is believe. We have to believe that Jesus is the only way for us to be right with God. So we accept his righteousness when we believe that he died for us and has forgiven our sins. We have to believe. I mean, really believe. It takes faith to receive the gift, but everyone doesn't seek salvation because they really believe. We don't all choose to make him our Lord and savior. And sadly, we don't walk people through salvation anymore. We don't preach about sin and repentance anymore. We just like to get on Instagram and report that 30 people gave their lives to Christ because they raised their hand during altar call. 26 of them couldn't explain salvation if their lives depended on it. And it does. So why did you accept the gift? Was it because you were going through something bad? Was it because the grown-ups said you had to? Were you at a funeral and you were reminded of your mortality and the preacher said you were going to die and go to hell if you didn't accept Jesus? Some of us thought it was a prerequisite to our efforts to escape the consequences of something we did. We thought if I get, quote, saved, maybe I won't go to jail. Maybe my wife won't leave me. Now, folks get saved to get rich. Or did you receive the gift because one day you heard and believed the gospel of Jesus Christ? Did you recognize who God was, the creator of the universe and all that is in it, the creator of man, the Lord of all, the master, the ruler? Did you learn of his holiness and how because he is holy, he can't tolerate our sin? And at this point, there's really nothing we can do within ourselves to make ourselves right with him, but to accept the sacrifice of Jesus, which makes us right with God. We get so excited about the possibilities, about the potential of the free gift that we don't read the disclaimers. We don't read the fine print. We don't read the instruction manual. We forget that the gift is free, but we have to put it together. As a part of accepting the gift of salvation, you have to maintain the gift to enjoy the full benefits. Salvation does not end with, hey, I'm not going to hell. I'm not depressed anymore. It doesn't end with your tears at the altar. You have work to do. Salvation is a continual thing. We are in the process of being saved from the power of sin. Philippians 2, 12 through 13 says, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Salvation is free, but there are some things I have to work out. Paul says in first Thessalonians four, three through five, he says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. 
Sanctification is the process of God's grace by which we are separated from sin and we become dedicated to God's righteousness. We are sanctified by the word of God and the Holy Spirit and the fruit of sanctification is holiness or purification, cleansing from the guilt and power of sin. When we sanctify ourselves unto God, we intentionally separate ourselves from the world and we set ourselves apart for God's service. The gift is free, but we have a responsibility in the process of sanctification. We have to make up in our minds that we are going to live holy and present our members, our bodies, our minds as slaves of righteousness. When I received the gift, I didn't just receive a ticket to heaven. I received power, power over sin, power over my flesh, power over my desires, power over my mind. If it separates me from God, I have power over it. Being saved isn't just about how you dress and oh, I don't listen to nothing but gospel music and I don't watch those secular TV shows. Child, I'm saved. No, I'm saved from the power of sin. I'm saved from anything that tries to control me. I'm saved from any form of death in my life. I have life and life more abundantly because I'm saved. I have the power to live holy because I'm saved. I've got victory over the enemy because I'm saved. Satan can't steal from me because I'm saved. I'm going to receive everything God has for me because I'm saved. Salvation is a process. And as long as I'm in this flesh, there will always be something I need to be free from. John 1, 8 through 9 says that if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In this Christian walk, this daily walk with Jesus, we have to be intentional about sanctifying ourselves every day. This is why it's important to start your day off right. Invite God into your day every day because hell is waiting for you as soon as you get out the bed, as soon as you pick up your phone, as soon as you get to work. Salvation is a free gift, but we have to continue to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Sanctify yourself. Consecrate yourself. I'm not saying you can't enjoy life, but make God your priority. Do everything you can to live his way, to walk in obedience to his commands for your life. You've got the free gift, but you have to do your part so you can fully enjoy it. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your gracious gift of salvation. Jesus, we thank you for paying the price for our sins. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for giving us power. Holy Spirit, help us to live holy and walk worthy of our calling. We love you, Lord. We give you glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen.